burned out, her marriage in tatters, Sophia LePage had to decide, was she going to commit to her soul or continue to follow society's lead? It took courage, but ultimately it felt like there was no choice but for Sophia to definitively break from what had been an inauthentic life path. Your entrepreneurial and personal journey starts with a simple question. What's the best, most aligned way to get right with and truly live for yourself? Ready to take that leap of faith and finally chase those dreams of yours? I'm Dori Stewart, and this is the Teacher Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about our collective and sometimes crazy experiences as entrepreneurs, teachers, and women who do it all. After spending 11 years in the classroom, I left to start a business that I grew into a multi-million dollar brand. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn teachers into true entrepreneurs. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share a new resource that I have created just for you. If you head on over to teacherturnedentrepreneur.com, you can download my free resource, the teacher's guide to finding your perfect business idea without going back to college. Learn how you can use your knowledge and experience to create a profitable side hustle or business to help you get out of the classroom and into the financial freedom you've been looking for. I am excited to introduce you to my guest today. She is a rebel queen and feminine embodiment and leadership coach. Sophia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm excited too, but before we dive in, can you please share with the listeners your background and how that led you to entrepreneurship? Sure. So, um, gosh, where to begin? I think I never really knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I was very, um, I kind of came out of the womb hustling. So I was really into, you know, hitting my goals. I had a lot of anxiety. I was a real perfectionist. Um, I didn't like change. So I liked the idea of doing a job where I had a boss and I had a salary and that kind of like, I wouldn't have to worry about those things. So it wasn't like I always thought oh, I want to be my own boss. But then as I was moving through my life and doing all this work for other people and living this life that felt like it was for other people, it started to feel like I wasn't really on path, like I wasn't really um, living my truth, um, living, you know, living according to what maybe my soul was desiring for me and I felt really trapped and confined in my life and that led me um, at the age of 29 to be totally burnt out and in a marriage that didn't feel at all like it fit me and I ended up having an affair blowing up my marriage um, and in the fallout of that was when I really started to question wait who am I what do I want out of my life who do I really want to be? And um, eventually led me to leave. I was living in London at the time to leave and go traveling. And I went traveling without any real idea of what I was going to do. I just knew that I needed to go and have experiences that I'd never had, see things that I'd never seen. And so I ended up traveling all around the world, studying with shamans and gurus, studying Tantra, Kundalini Yoga, and that eventually brought me to feminine embodiment. 
And once I got to that, I was like, oh, this is, this is where it all comes together. And I started to feel connected to my own power and to feel that actually I had something really um, to share. And that's what sparked me into becoming a coach because I was like, oh, all these experiences, like they're, they're not just for me. They're, it's because there's things that I can guide other women through. So that's how I came to be a coach. I didn't even know coaches existed when I started my journey. <laughs> I love that. I think that you just described what so many women feel in that they're living their life for someone else. They're, they're helping someone else make money. <laughs> and what is different though about you is you actually did something about it and not everyone has that, that courage. So what do you think it is about you that allowed you to break from that life and, and basically start, start your life on your terms? I think that I realized how many times in my life I hadn't done something because I was afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. So when I was a kid, um, we moved to the country, we moved to this beachside place and I saw the other kids surfing and I was like, oh, I really wanna learn to surf. But I thought, oh, but they, you know, I'm eight. They've been learning, doing this since they're four. I'm too old to surf. And every year in the summer, I would want to, I'd be like, okay, this year I'm going to do it. Last year, I thought I was too old, but that was silly. Like, okay, this year. And then I, I would stop myself again because I didn't want to look silly. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want other people to laugh at me. I, and I just kept having this narrative of it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. And so, so you know, when I was 34, 35 in London, realizing that this, you know, that I wasn't really supposed to be doing what I was doing, that there was something more. I was like, hang on a minute. I need to end this narrative of it's too late. Otherwise, I'm going to get to the end of my life and I'm going to go, why didn't I, why did I think I was too old at 35? You know, like I was so young. Um, so I think that was part of it. And the other part is that I realized that I have a really strong desire for growth, which was why I was such a perfectionist overachiever. But in in the past, I, I did it for for validation. Whereas what my soul really was longing for was to feel fully expressed. So when I, instead of chasing accolades, started, you know, focusing on growth, that's when I found the courage to kind of make those changes and, and become uncomfortable in that process. I love that. And you have to become uncomfortable in order to grow. Wow. Yes. I love that. <laughs> so tell me, what does your coaching business look like today? And what do you do for women? So I help women reconnect with their feminine energy. And we live in a society that doesn't really promote feminine energy, um, has a kind of interesting view about what it means to be feminine. So I help women get back into their bodies, sort of get out of their heads, back into their body, connect with their pleasure, connect with their desire, connect with their intuition. So they're 
they're making choices for their lives, for their businesses as well, um, from a place of desire, like what's the deeper soul desire? What actually does feel good on a, on a deep level, not just in this moment feels good, but what feels good on a soul alignment level. So I help them weave those energetics, those feminine energetics also into their businesses and into their lives so that they feel like they're able to welcome their feminine into all aspects and areas of their life. Interesting. Interesting. So who is your ideal client? Is it an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mostly work with women who are like high achievers, ambitious, usually work in quite they're usually entrepreneurs, they have their own businesses, they often work in quite masculine dominated industries. um, And they're feeling kind of like, oh, I just feel I'm feeling a bit tired, drained, I feel like, oh, I have to put on this mask to go to work. And I want to feel more soft, I want to feel more open, I want to feel like I can receive more, I want to feel like, you know, I can get out of my head a little bit and enjoy my Mm. life more. Mm. I love that. And so going through that with your clients, do you find that once they are, you know, kind of getting out of their head and they're connecting more to their feminine energy, that that actually helps them grow as an entrepreneur? Yes, because I think that a lot of times, especially with, you know, ambitious high achievers, is there's a lot of shoulds. You know, it's a lot of like, I, I need to do this or I should do this or I, I, this is how I'm going to be successful. And there's a lot about kind of trying to hit the goals and then it's and it never feels enough. So it's like, oh, I got to this one, but now there's this one and now there's so it's a lot of chasing validation. So that clouds like what's actually aligned for me, you know, what's actually, what actually works for me? What's my unique process? So I help women, that's why connecting with desire is so important because it it tunes them in with what's the real desire and and then like the intuition, what's the best, most aligned and easeful way for me to get to that to that point, which might be very different from somebody else. So I kind of encourage them to go a little bit outside the box, which I think is ultimately the entrepreneurial spirit, right? Is getting outside of the box. I love that. So can you give the listeners a few actionable tips on how to kind of make that transition, if you will? Yes. So first of all, the best thing that you can do is take even just a few minutes in the morning just to tune in with your body. So that could look like putting a hand on your heart, maybe a hand on your womb, taking a few deep breaths and just feeling like, what what do I desire today? Like, who, who do I want to be today? How do I want to show up today? How do I want to feel today while I'm doing that? And just allow that that desire to rise and let that guide you in your day. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's about, you know, it's about embodying who we desire, who we're desiring to become. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love, I love that you do that in the morning, starting the day off right. And, you know, kind of putting you in that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you find is hardest for your clients? Is it the expectations that, that society has on, you know, what women in business should look like? Yeah, I think that's, that's a really tough one because a lot of times women have an idea that's been promoted by society of like, in order to be successful, you need to check your emotions at the door. You need to be able to kind of like have a, the same steady level of output all month long. You know, you shouldn't need to take any rest time when you're bleeding. Like there's a lot of ideas out there about what it, what you need to do in order to be successful, which aren't very supportive of feminine energy or feminine bodies. Um, so, so yeah, I think that that's like the biggest piece is recognizing like, oh, like the biggest thing honestly is having them rest a little bit when they're bleeding. <laughs> that's like the hardest thing usually. That's the hardest thing. <laughs> Yeah, because they're like, what do you mean? I have so much to do. Like, right. How am I supposed to take this time off? But then what happens is once they do that, then they find in the time of ovulation that they have so much more energy that they actually end up do- getting more done and doing a higher quality of work. Um, but it's just not steadily done throughout the month. It's it's like more cyclical. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's the biggest challenge, honestly, and feeling yeah. their emotions. Cause they're like, what if I just become a puddle? I'm like, you won't, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you must have such a great time helping women. I mean, you really are living the life that you dreamt of. What advice would you give women who are thinking about making a big change in their life like you did? I would advise them to, to kind of let go of the idea that they have to understand all the steps Mm -hmm. and just start tuning in with your desire, tune in with your intuition and just get step number one because once you start step number two will become clear so i feel like it's about getting started getting that momentum going like change is a is a gradual process but it it starts with you taking the action taking that leadership role of i'm going i'm i'm getting in the driver's seat of my life instead of waiting for everything to align so that i can feel like it's safe for me to take a step. Yeah. yeah. That's really good advice. Has there been anything that has been especially challenging for you as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think that um, in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I was still quite working in quite a masculine way. So I was looking for the magical strategy that would bring me success or, you know, like I was really trying to tick all the boxes, do all the should do's. Um, And I found that it was getting me really confused because I was feeling like I was working so much, but nothing much was really happening. So it was really challenging for me actually to kind of like 
say, oh, wait, I came into this because I wanted to do things differently in my life, but I'm stepping back into old patterns. So now I just need to like kind of let myself, like I had to let myself just stop for a moment and be like, what do I actually feel like? What do I actually want here? And trust myself that if I followed what what I really desired, that that would be the thing that was going to really work for me. So that was challenging at first because I didn't have evidence, you know, that it was going to work. I love that you said, trust yourself. I mean, I think that is something that we all need to remember is that, you know, there's a reason why we are you know, doing what we're doing, whether it's in entrepreneurship in, or in life and trust yourself. I love that. So do you have a favorite book that has inspired you either personally or in business? Oh, there's a, there's a couple. So the one that's really inspired me personally is Untamed by Glennon Doyle, mm. which is a great book for any woman who identifies as being a good girl and that kind of like playing by the rules. So I feel like it's such a permission slip to kind of own who you are and go and be big and bold and go after your desires. And then a book that I really loved um, that's more entrepreneurial is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Um, mm. I can't remember who it's by, but it's it's really powerful uh, talking about the energetics of, of money and helping heal our relationship with money so that we can welcome in more abundance. And I found that to be a super, super interesting book. And it's for, if anyone's sort of more sciencey, it kind of has the science and the energetics. So I feel like it's a good, good one for the logic lovers out there as well as those who want to feel a little more. That sounds right up my alley. I'll have to check that out. Thank you. Yeah. So if the listeners want to connect with you or work with you, where can they find you? So you can head to my website, sophialapage.com, and there you'll find everything. So you'll find I have a bunch of self-study options that you can drop in on, like feminine embodiment practices, or there's also the ways that you can work with me one-to-one. There's links there to my Instagram and my TikTok. Um, TikTok's a little newer, um, but Instagram, if you, you know, you, you loved listening to this episode, like, please add me and message me and tell me what stood out to you about this episode. I love to connect and hear from everyone. I, and make, make it a community. So it's not just, you know, faces or, or names with no faces. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sophia, for joining me on the podcast and sharing your tips and wisdom with us. I just know your story is going to inspire some listeners. Thank you. Thank you. What a valuable conversation with Sophia. Here are my top takeaways. Number one, living your truth means pausing to ask, what does my soul truly want for me? Number two, for many, travel offers clarity and opportunity when we've lost our way. Number three, when it feels like your life doesn't make sense, try connecting the dots. You may have picked up valuable skills and insights along the way without fully realizing it. Number four, are you a perfectionist, an overachiever, 
ask yourself, are you doing it for someone else or for yourself? And number five, entrepreneurial growth occurs when we break the shoulds and stop chasing validation. Thank you so much for listening to the Teacher Turned Entrepreneur podcast. I hope you've gained some new and interesting insights on what it takes to go from teacher to entrepreneur. I've created something special for you. If you head on over to teacherturnedentrepreneur.com, you can download my free resource, The Teacher's Guide to Finding Your Perfect Business Idea Without Going Back to College. Learn how you can use your knowledge and experience to create a profitable side hustle or business to help you get out of the classroom and into the financial freedom you've been looking for. Thank you.